Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! I can't believe that I'm saying this, but thank goodness uh, that the season is finally over. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day. Wherever you're listening to this podcast episode, thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by the awesome people over at DraftKings Sportsbook with the NBA playoffs now into round two. And more importantly, the Stanley Cup playoffs, in which the Devils are unfortunately not in. Uh, but with the Stanley Cup playoffs starting this week, DraftKings, as always, has huge opportunities to get major cash prizes. So what you want to do is go to DraftKings, use our sign up, obviously, use our promo code THPN, and tell them Neil Villapiano sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm recording this on May 1st. 2022 uh you guys will hear this uh may 2nd um so hopefully nothing major uh although some of us want some major change uh but hopefully nothing major major change of anything uh happens prior to this episode coming out or or after more or less after comes out but yes it is the final episode of the regular season it's not the final episode of season three i can't believe that uh it's already, you know, I, I'm, I can't believe that next year will be season four of the Devil's State of My Podcast. It's pretty wild that uh, it's been going on this long. And as always, guys, I really appreciate 
you guys taking time out of your day to uh, support me, check this out and everything like that. It really does mean the world to me. So thank you. But yes, we are at the end of the 2021, 2022 regular season. And it really does suck because once again, um, the Devils will not be playing postseason hockey. Uh, their season comes to an end. Well, it, it came to an end back on Friday, the 29th. Um, so now the Devils, once again, are in full off-season mode. And it really sucks. It, it really sucks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it or anything like that. It just, it legitimately sucks. Um, when you look at now, it's been now a decade since the last time the Devils uh, made it to, well, not the last time, it's been a decade since the Devils lost in the in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, against the Kings. Um, it's the ninth time in 10 years that the Devils have missed the playoffs. Um, and that is really hard to think about how the last decade has been this way um, for this organization. And it's, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. It really is. Um, and obviously I, I don't, I don't like coming on here like I've been of late and not really having a whole lot of good, positive, exciting things to talk about. Um, and part of that is why that's part of the reason why I haven't been as consistent um, as I normally am. I mean, if you go back even like a month and change ago, I, I wasn't as consistent. And, and, and quite frankly, I don't think you guys deserve to hear me constantly analyze to a detail about the team not performing well and, and not being good. Um, but as I always say, it is my responsibility and uh, my desire to want to continue to talk about this team. And uh, with the amount of support that you guys give me with every single episode, I mean, I can't just straight up just not do anything. Um, but you guys continue to also be really, really supportive through it all. Um, and I can't believe that uh, it's, you know, we're wrapping up our third season of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And to see the amount of growth that it's had since I started is absolutely phenomenal. And not just growth with people listening to the podcast, but also people following along on social media, interacting with me on social media, and the amount of great people I've been able to uh, meet, interact with, and become friends with um, through the devil, through this podcast, and just being a part of the community. It's, it's really something. I don't think I would be able to do some of the things I've been able to do if it wasn't for the podcast, for the Hockey Podcast Network, for Amaze Media Labs. I, I wouldn't be able to do some of the things. And so for all that, I'm, I'm really, really grateful. Um, and I think when I look at, when I look back on this entire season, I think what's different for me than maybe the first two years is simply that we have kind of gotten past the point of, you know, with, with COVID and everything, we've gotten past the point of, you know, constantly having to stay home and not going out and things like that. So my attention may, you know, go, go in and out a little bit more and, uh, you know, as a fan, especially when the team is not doing well and, and not giving you any decent reason to watch the team consistently, you, you find different things to do. Um, and that's basically what has happened. Uh, 
you got to you, you have to understand that I'm also 24, going to be 25 in uh, like a month and a half, which is crazy. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to have a, a social life, obviously. And I know a lot of you, I'm sure, will understand. Uh, you know, I'm I'm never worried about people, you know, getting upset or anything like that. Um, and I'm not worried about uh, losing steam when it comes to being consistent and having people listen and giving you guys two episodes a week. I'm not worried about any of that. Um, I'm not, I, I, I've also, like I said just before, that there is no reason for me to be consistent about talking about how bad this team is. Um, you know, I, I think that's, I, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to you guys because you guys are listening and going, okay, well, what else is new, so to speak? Um, and, you know, I usually have a list. I create a script for myself of what I'm going to talk about and try to be as uh, precise as possible and clear and things like that. And recently I've just kind of gone off a cup, you know, gone off the cuff, you know, I've kind of rifted where I just, I just press record and I just go and say exactly what I feel and things like that. That's kind of how I've been the last couple of weeks. Um, and uh, the other thing that's been really difficult, especially the last month, is from a health standpoint, it hasn't been good. Um, I have had several different situations health-wise that have prevented me from being consistent um, and always, you know, being active. Um, for the last month, I have dealt with the following things. I, uh, I had a cold for a couple of days. Um, which kind of knocked me out a little bit. Um, then I had, if you guys remember, I had some flu-like symptoms like two or three weeks ago and ultimately it led to me getting uveolitis and having to stay overnight at the hospital for a day. Then I was dealing with what I perceived to be allergies and I still think it probably was. And then this past week, um, and I didn't say anything on the last episode, which was last Monday, because I didn't know at the time, but like literally the next day, um, I go to um, the uh, immediate medical uh, care or whatever they call it. Um, and I found out that I contracted COVID for the first time since COVID existed. So I think it's pretty remarkable that um, I have been able to go this long without getting it. Um, but obviously, I did contract it. Um, I dealt with a really bad cough for like two days, I'd say Monday and Tuesday of this week. Um, but ever since then, I have been progressively getting a lot better to the point where, as you can clearly hear me, I sound perfectly fine. I'm not, I'm not suffering. I'm not dealing with any symptoms. Um, I think that there's a good chance in another day or two, I will test negative. Um, unfortunately, there are two other people in the household that I live in that have also contracted the virus. So we're kind of all dealing with it. Uh, and it, it sucks. It quite frankly sucks. So it's it's been a little bit hard um, to, you know, con to, to, you know, like be on social like I, I am and, you know, doing the podcast. You saw that I didn't post an episode on Thursday. I also didn't do a new episode on Thursday because I was like, you know what? The last game of the season is on Friday. So why don't we just delay it and then, you know, it'll be like the season ending episode, so to speak. You know, it's like, okay, now the season's officially over. 
and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've had COVID basically for about a week. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, the next time I've been testing myself now, like every other day to just kind of see where I'm at. Um, and all signs are pointing to another day or two and I should test negative and I'm okay. Um, I will go on a limb and say that, uh, the devil's, <laughs> this is funny and I don't mean this in a mean spirited way or anything like that. I, I'm more just having fun, but I, I do think that I did contract COVID while I was at the devil's game. I went to the game against Buffalo on the 21st and also the 23rd at home against Carolina. And I think that one of those two games, uh, I probably, that's where I contracted it. Uh, that's where I ended up getting it. So I was joking with a good friend of mine. Um, and, and I was saying to her that, oh, um, as if things weren't bad enough that I go another full season in which I don't see the team win one game in person. I finished the year, I think like, oh, and six on the year. Um, as if it wasn't bad enough, I ended up getting COVID. So it's just kind of like, you know, kick me while I'm down, so to speak. So not, not ideal, not ideal, but it is what it is. And, and funny enough, I was actually planning on going to the game, uh, the final game of the season at home against Detroit. I'm, I'm glad at the end of the day that I actually didn't because, uh, they wouldn't have won and I would have gone, oh, and seven, which, uh, is not great. Um, but. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm doing much better. Um, the two other people in my household, not so much. Um, but hopefully over another couple of days, they'll be in the same boat as me where the symptoms won't really be there and they'll be able to uh, be okay and eventually test negative. But it's just, it's an unfortunate thing because like I said, the last month has been hell from a health standpoint for me. Uh, in particular, and also for my family. Um, so I'm hoping that moving forward, after we all test negative and we're all good, that we go through a decent period of time where we're not dealing with, you know, health in that regard, that we're all doing well and that we're, we're, we're safe and everything. And, uh, you know, we're all vaccinated as, as vaccinated as we can be. Um, so again, we have done a really good job of keeping our nose clean, but it's going to happen. You know, COVID's still out there. It still exists. And you, you still have to be careful to an extent. Um, you got to do the, you know, and, but again, there's only so much you can do and you get to that point. Um, I feel like I've just been rambling on for the last uh, almost 15 minutes now of this recording. So uh, I know it's more, it sounds like more of a personal episode, but again, you know, I'm just kind of going off of the cuff. There is no script. I'm just kind of speaking how, whatever comes to my mind. Um, which I like sometimes because I feel like then you really hear the authentic, uh, the authentic Neil, so to speak. But uh, since the last episode, which if you remember, we were talking about how the Devils put up literally no fight against Detroit. They had one of their most boring, pathetic um, performances of the season where they got shut out and they really didn't do anything and they lost the game. Uh, since then, the Devils played Ottawa in Ottawa. Uh, at Carolina, and then finished the season at home against Detroit. And as most of you don't know, but if you don't know, the Devils would go on to lose in overtime uh, to Ottawa 5-4. to four. They, they got blown out in Carolina 6-3, to three, and then lost uh, a, a relatively close one, but still lost in regulation to Detroit 
five to three. And so they finished the season on a six game losing streak, getting just one measly point out of the last six games, which was that loss to Ottawa. So if they didn't get that, they would have legitimately lost their last six games in regulation. The Devils, without a doubt, had probably the worst season they've ever had. Um, and interestingly enough, I wanted to shout out um, Devils.fan page, who I've, who I've mentioned before because um, they're one of the main fan pages that covers the team. Shout out to, uh, shout out to him. He actually put out this post uh, after the game on uh, Friday. He said, with their six-game losing streak to end the season, the Devils' 2021-22 season ends with the team only collecting 63 po- total points, which gives them a winning percentage of 0.384%, 384, which is their worst finish, their worst finish in franchise history when playing a full 82-game season schedule. So we, we disregard last year because it was only 56 games. The next worst was the 16-17 season, so not that long ago, when the team only collected 70 points in a full 82-game season schedule. And if you remember, that was the year in which we would eventually win the draft lottery to select Nico Heischer. I'm not saying that that's going to be the case this year. In fact, I don't want it to be the case. Um, I've mentioned to you guys numerous times that I just quite frankly, do not care about the draft. Um, Obviously, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the draft lottery results, which comes up uh, on May 10th. So that is what? Next, not this upcoming Tuesday, but a week from Tuesday. Um, So obviously, and the Devils will go into it with the fifth highest odds to get the number one overall pick, which again is uh, Shane Wright. Um, But again, I really don't care if the devils ended up with the number one overall pick quite to be quite honest with you i'd feel more embarrassed than anything else because it would be like we don't need it um there's other teams in front of us that were behind us in the standings that needed way more than we do and i wouldn't be happy and i think it would just kind of uh it would just kind of signify what you know what has been a very very long season for this team. Um, but again, we'll talk about it. We'll obviously do what we normally do. We'll we'll preview the prospects. We'll kind of give you an idea, you know, especially once we know where the Devils are drafting, we'll kind of give you a good idea as to who the Devils might select and things like that. And look, we're going to have a lot to discuss this offseason because the expectation should be that the Devils will be pretty active, maybe even more active than last year. Because if you think about last year, you know, the big thing was we needed to upgrade the defense. And we did that. We got the top free agent in the class, Dougie Hamilton. Um, But we go into this offseason, and what do we need? Well, number one is certainly goaltending. There's no question about it. Seven goaltenders. That's more than any other team in the NHL this year to play at least one game. I mean, we had two rookies at one point. I mean, we need stability in net. Um, and is Mackenzie Blackwood going to be one of those guys? Even looking at how he played the two games he played at the end of the season, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, there will be options in free agency, maybe even in trade, and we'll see what the Devils decide to do with it. 
but I really don't know. But that's a big thing. We need to add top six scoring. I, I don't think that we can just be satisfied with what we have right now. We have to get somebody, whether that's free agency, whether that's trade as well, we need to upgrade. And as far as defense, I think adding a veteran to the bottom four, I think would be good for this team. Um, and so we'll see about that. But clearly, I think the Devils need to upgrade in all three phases of their team. I, I think that's just pretty obvious to me. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what win or lose looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays you can do just that create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more it's your shot at an even bigger payout DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets. No matter what, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, And another thing that the Devils could very well do, which I honestly think they should, is coaching. Um, I know that Jack Hughes, in his exit interview, which actually started today on Sunday and will continue into Monday, I know we talked about how he has a really good relationship with Lindy Ruff. Um, but at the same time, I, I just I don't think that Lindy Ruff is the guy. I don't think he is. And I think a lot of people see that. And uh, I know Greg Wyshynski, we've had the pleasure of having on the podcast, uh, covers uh, the NHL for ESPN. Also a Devils fan, I should I should add. He talked about last week that it's right now 50-50 as to whether or not um, Lindy Ruff keeps his job. Um, and I think that there's some factors that go into it. I think number one, I think is how the team feels about Lindy Ruff. I think when your star player is giving you a vote of confidence in Lindy Ruff, that that's going to loom large. Um, I think you do have to ask the rest of the team, especially your main core guys, what they think. And just to be honest, I think also Tom Fitzgerald has to really look at it and say, is Lindy Ruff the guy that can get this team to the next level? And that is to make the playoffs. Um, I think you also have to look at who might be available um, as far as coaching is concerned. There are going to be options, as there's going to be every year. Um, we already know that the Red Wings are looking for a new head coach. Jeff Blaschel got fired literally the day after the last game of the season. So, obviously, and they're looking for a completely new coaching staff. Um, there's, there'll be some other teams who have interim coaches, and we'll see what they decide to do with that um so you know it's it's possible i think if you're going to get a new coach you might as well fire lindy ruff as soon as as soon as possible 
because then it gives you a long enough time to really make your decision and to really figure out what it is you need to do. Lindy Ruff will be on the final year of his contract. If he indeed does stay, next year will be his final year. So it will. if he does stay, it will certainly be a proven year. But I will also say this. You guys know that I'm a very big supporter of Tom Fitzgerald. I've liked a lot of the things he said. I've liked a lot of the things that he's done. But he knows as well as anybody that they have to make the playoffs next year. There is no getting to a point where you're competing and you're getting to the last game of the season and you just miss it. No, it's about actually getting into the playoffs. You cannot go another year where you don't make it. You know you have completely established what your core is. And now it's about putting the right pieces around them and going out there and winning. It's no longer about just going out there and trying to learn how to win these games. It's now about winning these games. It's about winning games that you you don't think you're actually supposed to win and winning them and making statements throughout the league that you're not going to be this doormat that we keep talking about, that you're not going to be this pushover. And I also think it is time to stop babying your young players. Yeah, we're still very young, youngest team in the NHL, but we have young players who have now played several years in the league. It is no longer about slowly teaching them how to play. It's about pushing them. It's about demanding excellence from these guys. It's about putting them in the right position to succeed and doing things and not allowing things to happen and just not doing anything about it. I mean, there were too many times this year where I felt like the team just, nobody spoke up and, and stopped the bleeding. Like when we would get blown out, we would get blown out. Like we wouldn't try anything to stop it. We would just keep letting it happen. And it's, it was so upsetting to me to go to the games that I went to and just hear how much booing. And look, I'm not saying that we didn't have fans didn't just didn't deserve the right to boo. They certainly did. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun to go to these games. It's not fun that it's $3 to go to a game. I know that may sound stupid to some people, but come on, man. I mean, that's, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, you know, I don't, I, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well by me. Um, and so I look at Lindy Ruff and I say, I, I think change needs to happen because to me, if you allow Lindy Ruff to coach another season and it gets out of hand again, I mean, all you're doing is you're just wasting everybody's time. You're wasting your organization's time. You're wasting everything. And if we're to believe that Joshua Harris and David Blitzer are very serious about winning, they have to put that pressure on Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff. You have to, you have to put that pressure on them and say, look, guys, you know, we, we, we brought you guys in or we, you know, especially talking to Tom Fitzgerald, we brought you in because we felt like you were the best possible to take us to that next step to win um and we haven't won not only have we not won we have gotten close and it's time you know you know we're, we're all impatient here um and you know look i could spend another 10 15 minutes talking about all the things that are so wrong with this organization but i, I mean i've already said it you know 
I've already said what needs to be said. There's nothing new that I'm telling you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it really, it really does suck. It really does suck that we're sitting here and knowing that we're going to watch the Stanley cup playoffs. And once again, we don't, it's not that we don't care. It's just that as a fan of the New Jersey devils, we don't have a team to care about, you know, where's the passion going to come from? There's none because our team is, you know, is, is, is leaving and we're not going to see them again on the ice till September. Um, and so that's kind of a, it's kind of a frustrating thing. The only good news about it is that it allows the devils to immediately start to get better. Um, Tom Fitzgerald, when he spoke to uh, the MSG crew, when he was talking pregame prior to the last game of the season, he was talking about it. He said, you know, I, I have to immediately start the, to make this team better the second the season ends. Um, and so Tom Fitzgerald has a lot to work, a lot of work to do. And honestly, I think he should be in the hot seat going into this off season because it's like, Hey, you know, you, you have to, you have to do the, you have to figure out what's going to make this team click. You, you're going to have to figure it out. And I, I, and I've spoken this with some, some other devils fans. I'm not going to be the type of person that's going to get excited and, you know, believing that we're going to make the playoffs in June or July or even August. I'm going to start taking this team really seriously when it's January or February of 2023 and we're still on the hunt. That's when I'm going to take this team seriously because how often have we had great starts like this year and by the time it's January, we're out of it. It's happened numerous times. If you remember, it was mid-November and we're 7-3-2 and two, and we're all wondering if this is finally the year we're turning it around. And it wasn't. And it was just another year at where we finish towards the bottom of the NHL, we just find new ways to embarrass ourselves. I mean, that's really what it keeps happening is that not only do we lose, we embarrass ourselves and that's not good. That's not good at all. And it's, it's, it's damn, it's, it's downright frustrating. It's downright frustrating as a fan. Cause what can you do? Not much. There's not much you can really do. Um, so I think when you look at it all, you know, again, you finished 28 out of 32 teams. That's not great. Um, at least you don't finish worse than your division, uh, just a positive. But you also finished like third worst in your conference. And like I said, 28 out of 32 teams. Um, when I look at Montreal, Arizona, Seattle, they need the number one overall pick way more than, than we do. Uh, maybe you could say Philadelphia, but who knows? I don't. I mean, Philadelphia now is going into a rebuild, um, I would say. So maybe they do need it, you know. But for us, th there's no more about it. That's why, you know, I saw Damon Severson when he was doing his um, end of the season inter interviews. He said the rebuild is over. I mean, he made that statement. And so it's like, great. Now it's about making, it's about proving that. It's about proving that it's over and that it's time to take the next step. And I was hoping that maybe this would be the year where maybe we don't make the playoffs, but we're like right there at the end of the season. And that wasn't even it. So now the expectation is not even simply let's try to be competitive until the very end. It's about no, you have to make the playoffs next season. You have to. That should be everybody's ex expectation next season. 
It has to be. And you have to do the necessary things to put yourself in that position. And I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. I don't know what different guys are going to come into this team next year. Um, there could be free agency moves. There could be trades. I think that's kind of, you know, we look at free agency and we kind of get a good idea as to uh, what the Devils could do and the players that they could go after. The thing about trades is that we don't know who they're going to get. Like, Ryan Graves was not somebody that we talked about it prior to the end of last season and going into the offseason. We didn't talk about, oh, we have to go out and get somebody like a Ryan Graves. We didn't talk about that. That just kind of came out of nowhere, so to speak. So that's what I'm saying about trades, that they kind of come out of nowhere. So we could make one of those necessary big moves via a trade, which could be massive. So who knows? Um, but, you know, look, it's going to be a very long offseason. I would say to Devils fans, obviously take time to, uh, to, what, to do other things, to watch other things, whether that be the Stanley Cup playoffs or doing whatever. Uh, and just take time to decompress from what has been another long and very frustrating and disappointing season. Um, I will say this, though. There are a bunch of bright spots. Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Sharon Govich, Dawson Mercer. Uh, guys like that really had big years, really took the next step in, in their developments, and I think that's important. I look at Dawson Mercer. He's the only guy that played every single game this year as a rookie. He didn't have a, We had COVID situations. We had so many guys get injured, guys get benched, and he played every single game in his rookie year. I think that's phenomenal. Nico Heischer, I wrote an article about it, and it's true. He finished with his best season since his rookie year. Jesper Bratt, the most underrated forward in the National Hockey League right now, he certainly put his name out there, and he's going to get a decent amount of money in the offseason, and the Devils are definitely going to have to pay up, and I hope they do. Jack Hughes, the man has entered into superstar mode. There's no question about it. He was going to get to 30 goals if he had not gotten hurt. He was going to get there. Plain and simple. Um, Sharon Govich, I mean, he got off to a slow start, but finished on a high note. We had four different guys that finished with 20 or more goals this season. I think that's really important. I think it's really, really important that we had that many guys take that next step. Um, and now it's about, you know, now who your core guys are. And now we have to build around those core guys. That's the way you got to look at it right now. So that's what gets me hopeful. But again, there's so much more that needs to be done with this team if you want to have any chance of being competitive in the NHL. And look at it this way also. There is a new wave of teams in the NHL that are good. The old, the old guard is starting to come to an end. Teams like Washington, teams like Pittsburgh, you know, Philadelphia to an extent. You know, the, the teams that we have been seeing making the playoffs consistently. Um, you know, even the Islanders to an extent. You look at it now and you say, you know, look at the up-and-coming teams. The Rangers, hate saying it, but it's true. Carolina. You look at the Florida Panthers, right? Florida Panthers. You look at some of the other rebuilding teams. Detroit's on the up-and-up. Ottawa's getting on the up-and-up. You look at Minnesota. Minnesota now is starting to get there consistently. Um, who else? You know, you look at the Kings. The Kings are in the playoffs. And they're a young team as well. The Kings are in the playoffs. You know, Anaheim's, you know, on the up and up. 
Vancouver to an extent. You know, there are there are teams that for for a decent amount of time were not doing well that are now on the up and up. And I'm hoping that the Devils are one of those teams that's on the up and up. That is going to be one of the tough dogs. Again, the Metropolitan Division is a is arguably the toughest division in hockey. But there's no there's nothing saying the Devils cannot get up there with the top teams and compete. We've won games this year against some of the top teams and we impressed ourselves. So it's proven that if we have everything clicking and we have everything settled, we can beat these teams. So now it's about adding the necessary pieces to make this team better than what it was this year, better than it was the year before, better than it was the year before after that, and going forward. And the Devils will have, again, a huge amount of cap space, nearly something like $20 million, $20-plus million in cap space. It's, it, you have to utilize it. And if we're to believe that Fitzgerald is being given the green light by ownership to spend it the way he needs to spend it, then he should better damn spend it. He better damn spend it. And that's the way I look at it. Um, I'm going to have another episode uh, later this week. going to talk about like MVPs and stuff like that. Um, and, I, you know, we're going to slowly start doing previews of different things in the offseason. I'm going to try to get some interviews as well to kind of spice things up. I haven't done interviews consistently in quite some time, and I would love to get some new guests on and things like that. And, you know, there will be content, I promise you. Um, and I also should mention that I will be back doing live watch loans for the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel once the playoffs start. I got to set up my schedule. Obviously, it's been tough being able to do it because of my health and not being fully uh, available to do so. But I will be back doing that as well. So I hope you guys check it out again. THPN on YouTube. You know, it's going to be big because now the playoffs are starting. You know, I would love for you guys to uh, come on and, and hang out with us and show your support. So let's do that. But uh, bottom line, guys, is that the, the 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 last chapter comes to an end and we close the book on another very tough year of Devils hockey. But as far as myself and the podcast, another year of just great growth and uh, super support. You know, we, we've done a lot of different, th- we've reached a lot of different goals and things that I didn't think possible. I mean, shoot, we've reached over a thousand followers on, on Twitter. We are approaching a thousand followers on Instagram, which is kind of wild. We uh, were one of the most listened to uh, podcasts on the entire network, which is something that I never thought would be possible, but it means a lot to me that you guys support me that much. Um, and like I said, this podcast is for the fans by a fan. And so I really hope that you guys continue to support, continue with me on this journey, because as I always say, the best is yet to come. So this isn't, um, this isn't the last episode of the season. I'm not going on a hiatus or anything. I will obviously be back on Thursday and uh, we'll continue to uh, wrap up the season and look forward as we always do to the future.